Well, I'm going to tell you what, I'm ready. I'm ready to share this because I always know that it's a timely message when I talk to my go-to guys. I start talking to Jeff a little bit. And I was like, did he look at my notes? And I started talking to Sonny a little bit. And I said, did y'all look at my notes? And then Grayson already had it, already had it down. He told me what it was going to be early this week. So I know we're in the right, we're in the right mode here, all right? So it's called agreeing with God. How many know it's a good idea to agree with God? How many know it's a good idea to agree with God? There we go. I was waiting for the you Jeff. What's happening, man? That's He's all gave out. I got two of them out of him. He's good to go. But you know, I, I think that we agree with that, but then a lot of times we don't follow through. And uh, so I, today I really hope that we, we listen to what God's got for us today. It's, it's going to be a powerful message. The Lord's been just churning it in my heart this week. And uh, I tell you, I think sometimes you've got to live it out before you can preach it. Amen. You know, and that's so I'm all, like I say, I'm preaching to me first. And, and God has just been sharing this with me this week. And uh, I, I got to thinking about agreement and things as, as uh, spending time with the Lord. I said, nowadays it seems real hard to agree with anybody on anything. You ever notice that? All you got to do is turn on the TV. If they say white, you say black. If they say good, they say bad. I mean, whatever, green, red. It's all over the place. And I thought, man, I wonder why that is. You know, I think a lot of times is when God's out of the equation, there's not much unity. Amen. Would you agree with that? I believe that happens a lot. But I mean, you know, I said, and, and then the Lord told me this. He said, you know, just because we agree with someone or something doesn't mean we really take it, take it in effect until we move on. I'm going to give you an example. Y'all ready for this? We can agree that exercise is of great benefit. Amen. But we're right by the gym. This doesn't have anything to do with the message, but I'm just going to come clean. Is that all right? Y'all know I've been trying to get back in shape. All right. Yes. I know y'all said, yeah, really? Come on. No. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I could tell it's really working. Anyway, just going back to that. So I said, well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the gym. I'm going to be dedicated about it. I know that's a good thing to do. I want to start getting in better shape and things like that. So I've been going. And uh, so that's been paying off, man. Uh, blood pressure's coming down and things like that. And so last night I go to the gym, and there's not very many people there. There's two young ladies in there, one over here and one back by the weightlifting stuff. So I got my jams on, and I'm listening to some preaching. I'm going good. And I said, you know what? I think before I go home, I'll get the dumbbells, Right? So this is really a, 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 where humility comes in. So I go over, and I'm already there, right, where, where all the stuff is. And I thought, well, I'll go ahead and grab my dumbbells. And there was a young lady over there doing this. Right? She's getting with it. Well, when I walk up to see what's going on, she's got what I can lift. I'm like, she's got the 20s. So I got a couple of things I could do. I could play it off like it's no big deal and keep going. Or I could get smaller weights and wimp out or get the bigger weights. So I went from humility to stupidity, because you know what I did. I got the big ones. And she's over there. She ain't paying no attention. I'm going, yeah. <laughs> I'm going, just put them down, man. Just put them down. Can you agree with that? Not a good, I don't know how that's going to play. And that's going to help somebody. I don't know how. Go low or get out. That's what I'm going to say. So anyway. So we can agree that working out is a good thing, but we just... Keep on going by. We don't, we don't grab hold of it. We can agree that, uh, you know, maybe smoking is not good for us, but it's still selling cigarettes every day. You see what I'm saying? We can agree up here, but, but until it gets down here in our heart and we move on it, it's a big difference. And that's what I think we're going to see today. So what I'm saying is this. We can agree in our heads, but it still doesn't move into action until it moves on our heart. And so today, I hope that we, with this message, we can take what God says about our life, about our value, about his promises, and about his son, and about our savior. 
and agree with God in that. Amen? Does that sound all right? Now, you're going to be encouraged today, right? Yes. All right. I'm going to read a little something here. This is going to be our main scripture. And it's uh, James 1.22. And I'm going to give you the background on this. But it says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. Wow. We need to apply that in our lives. Amen. And I was sitting there thinking about it. what do we do with we, what we get here each week? Do we just say, well, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I believe that. And then we don't put it into practice. I pray that today and every time we get together that we take, and I'm talking to me, that we apply this in our life. Because God wants them to take that seed, right, that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, plant it in our hearts and bring it to the fullness so we, we produce great fruit. Amen. So with that being said, I'm going to go back here and I got one question that you're going to, you're going to hear a lot today. All right, you ready? So are you ready? Are you willing to agree with God? Amen. All right. Now I got it on tape now. Got it on tape. So let's take a look here. Here we go. Listening and doing. We're going to be in James chapter one. I'm going to do a little reading. I'm going to read and, read and break it out, read and break it out a little bit. All right. So in verse 19, it says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you all must, be, you must all be quick to listen. Oh yeah. Slow to speak and slow to get angry. That quick to listen thing is kind of hard, isn't it, sometimes? You know, why did everybody look at me? No. <laughs> quick to listen. Sometimes we, we get half the story, then we take off. It's a good idea to, to listen, you know? And then we go on slow to speak. How many people wish they just had a five-second delay on their mouth? Amen. <laughs> five seconds. Uh, everybody, everybody. Yes. Yeah. You know? And, and I think about that sometimes. And sometimes you wish your kids had a five minute delay. Five minute delay. You saw that? Not five seconds. Cause you know, it's just like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> you know? So anyway, we can see that. And it says, and slow to get angry. Wow. Now I'm going to be honest with you. When I seem to be slow to get angry, it just builds more pressure. <laughs> Cause then somebody say, well, how are you doing? I'm like, what are you talking about? They get caught in a crossfire. You ever done that? You work with people, right? And you come in early in the morning, how in the world can they get mad from 5.30 to 6 a.m.? I mean, I don't know what's happening, but I got a funny feeling something's going on in the background before they got there. Because I haven't been around them that long unless I really have that effect on people. Hey, what's going on? You're too loud. Back away. I haven't had my coffee. Like, okay. You know? So a lot of times we're just ready to just, just pounce, okay? Let's keep on going. Now, why does he say that? He says, human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Well, our righteousness is ultimately produced through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's where our righteousness is found. But how do we live it out? Well, he puts it through it, pours it through it. We agree with it, and then we speak it into our situation, okay? So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God that has planted, that has been planted in your hearts. And we talked about the seed last week, right? For it has the power to save your soul. I don't know God's word's got some serious gas mileage. I mean, it's powerful. Man, it will not come back void, sharper than a two-edged sword. So guess what? I say this a lot. If the enemy can keep your Bible shut, he's gaining ground, right? But if we open that word and we speak that word, speak that word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. That's why I like to read it out loud. Man, I'm getting all the senses flowing here. God starts doing the work, amen? Let's keep on going. And he comes down here and says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what he says, otherwise you're only fooling yourself. That was our, our main text. Listen to this. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. Mm. 
Think about that. And that's where the Lord led me. Because so many times when I'm praying and when I'm talking to people, we forget who we are in Christ. We forget what God says about us. And so today, my prayer is that God would take what he gave me today and just, just penetrate your heart with the truth of agreement with God. What he says. This is not what I said. This is what he says. I want you guys to get a good handle on that. Amen? So, that's what we're going to do. I want you to drink in the message today so that it will bear fruit in your life. Everybody doing good, right? Well, I got a little bit of unpacking to do here. I said, if we don't act on what we believe, we are really only fooling ourselves. I said, that's not saying it's not true, right? Something could be true and you don't see, you don't see the, the growth of that because you haven't acted on it. Does that make sense? Just like we said, the gym. You said, I believe the gym's good. I'm gaining weight because I'm running by there and eating at a donut shop. You can say, okay, whatever the case, you know? So those are the things. I'm, I'm using something in the natural. Remember we talked about parables? So we could talk about something in the kingdom. I'm trying to pull a few of those things in here. I said, because we know God's word is true and it will always be true. But if you don't put faith in action about what you believe, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. We do that. I'm going to pull it out a little bit more, all right? In other words, are we applying what we learn in church? Are we applying what we, what we study in God's Word? You know, do we come to church and leave and don't apply the principles? And I know I said it earlier, but I just want to drive that home, okay? So I want to talk to you about a little something here that, that I talked to a lot of friends about this. Me and Grace and Junior was talking about it this week, and this really where some of this, this came from. And he said, you know, it's a difference about knowing God, knowing about God and knowing God. Can somebody say amen? You can know about God, some facts and details, and never know Him, never meet Him. And you know, I say this a lot of times, it's, it's two different things. In fact, you know, it, here you go, you can never, if you don't know Him personally, you just don't, you don't, you're missing out. If you're just knowing about somebody, you know, and not spending that relationship in there. So I said, look, look, I could know your house number, I could know your dress size, I could know your favorite color and all that, and still not know you. You see what I'm saying? You can read a book on somebody and, and get some facts and details. But when we read God's word, the living word, it comes alive. It's not no ordinary book. It's the inspired word of God. You know when we talked about that? It comes alive. And that's what I want us to see today. And as we go through this, I, I think we're really going to see the importance of the relationship here. And, and I thought about this, you know. Perfect example. I'm going to use my buddy, Mr. Miles. He always said, don't ever use me unless you ask Permission. So, can I do it? <laughs> Got you now, brother, right across here. No, man. I, I, let me tell you, if I share something, I'll never do anything to but but lift you up. Jesse's sick. Thomas is out of town. We're thinking about all this stuff in the morning. I'm like, man, I could really use some help in the morning. So I go to my go-to guy. I got some go-to guys and gals. And before I can finish asking him, he said, what time do you need me there? See, that's awesome. See, and, and I appreciate that. And so people will think, oh, it's no big deal. And everybody cleaning up on the end, it, it helps so much. And you say, well, what are you talking I said, because of the relationship. I didn't have to go through a long thing, right? And many of y'all help. I'm just saying that was this morning, okay? And I appreciate what everybody does all the time. But, but last night when I hung up the phone, I started thinking about the message. I didn't have to, well, could you? I didn't have to, you know, anything. I just, all I had to do was speak. I said, hey, man, could you, what, what time do you need me there? I said, okay, how about 8.15? Boom, right there. You know, and I see that in, in people in relationships, right? But see, a lot of times, if you don't have a relationship, so if I just told somebody, I say, hey, uh, we could use some help, and then they don't show up, what would I think? Well, maybe they will, maybe not. See, if he don't show up, 
something's wrong. Right? Why do I know that? Because I know him. And I know his word. And when he tells me something, and he's not here in many of you, okay? I'm not just saying, I'm just using him for example, because I want to make him blush. But, but no, if he tells, if he tells you something, it's going to happen. Right? And he's just a mere man. He's a great guy, loves the Lord, good friend of mine, and I appreciate it. How much more, if God tells you something, can you bank on it? Amen? That's what I wanted you to see there. And I do appreciate it. Amen? So, we're going to keep on rolling. i got so many notes in here, man, I'm just trying to compact it all down. Now, gosh, I should have asked this guy, could I share the story too? You going to let me share a story with you, Grace and Ginger? <laughs> he went like this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, man. I was working on this last night. I didn't want to call y'all, so I'll just call y'all. Okay. Well, I was thinking about this, man. And it's funny how God will bring stories back, okay, in your life. And I started thinking about this. I started thinking about my dad last night, you know. And I thought, wow, man, I remember I saw some of my old buddies that we grew up with. And there was one time we went fishing. I'm going to get you in a minute. All right, I'm going to get you in a minute. We went fishing, and i never forget this. Y'all listen to this. We're going to get to the point of this, okay. We went fishing. Me and my buddies were about 14 years old. So my dad used to take a lot of time with the kids in the neighborhood. He'd do stuff. And we'd get out there, and we went out to Fort Monroe Bridge, up uh, Pier. And we're out there, and we're fishing. We ain't catching nothing. Nothing. I mean, we're just getting tired. We're throwing rocks and everything, drinking soda. And, man, that's it. just be patient. So another guy comes up, and he's probably in his 20s, and he's probably a military guy. But I could tell he'd probably been drinking something other than soda. And he was hanging out. And that didn't bother my dad. No. My dad, you know where I get it from, if any of y'all knew my dad. He just going to town, man. He's just talking to this guy, and he's talking to this guy, and this guy's throwing some stuff out there. And we're hanging out. And all of a sudden, me and my buddies go, oh, my gosh. What is he rolling up over there? That's not a cigarette this guy's rolling up over there. He's lighting this. I'm going, man, this guy's smoking pot in front of my dad. What's going on over here? I'm going, oh, my God. I mean, this is going through my head. Me and my buddies go, hey, we're going to fish over here. You know? And we're thinking, Pops don't know what's going on. I never forget this. My dad's chewing the back. Never blinks. Never stops going. And the guy said, you want some of this? My, guy, my dad said, no, nah, I got my tobacco. And he kept, on t- <laughs> he kept on talking. He just kept on talking. And he just kept on talking. And finally that guy, and, and my, I didn't catch it then, but this is what the Lord showed me last night. My dad just kept talking to him right where he was. My dad was a retired military guy. And he knew that boy was a long way from home. He was a long way off the mark. But he didn't beat him down. And my dad just started talking. I, I, I remember now, the Lord brought it back to him. The whole thing switched, and my dad started talking about his career. And talking about, you know, you've got such a great opportunity, son. He didn't beat him up. He didn't put him in the headlock. He didn't call the law. We were fishing. Pops was being a fisherman. Not in the preaching season, you know what I mean? Not beating his Bible. And I remember later on, I remember, like, I, I never even thought about it till last night. I was like, man, I'm thinking, man, dad didn't even know what was going on. He knew what was going on. But he saw a lot more than what we saw. We saw the offense. Ah! Oh, no! He saw somebody in need of some encouragement. He saw somebody in need to speak life in him. You know the guy that flicked the thing out? Kept fishing? Now, this is the coolest part of the story right on top of that. That's awesome. We start catching fish two at a time. I mean, we're like, boom! I'm like, golly, man. And we're just pulling in, and, and my dad, my dad is going like this. He's still talking to the guy. <laughs> and he's going, hey, set her up again, boys. Boom. And he's, he's still talking, and we put her back, pulling the fish in. 
I see some of my buddies, and to this day, we were 14. That's a long time from 49. And he said, man, you remember when your pops took his fishing that day? I, I have never caught that many fish. Now, it's not like Grayson and Grayson. They get them as long as your leg and stuff. I'd be calling De Jeff Dane if I caught something like that. I mean, we were getting like this, but that's good. That was good of a study going in. And I thought, man, isn't that something? A fishing trip could change somebody's mind. Somebody's life. And I thought about last night on my fishing trip with Grayson Senior. And thank the Lord that he brings a, a, a what do you call that? Not a stagehand, but what is it? A bait boy or something. What well, first mate, I don't know. A first mate. Grayson Jr. Because when I go fishing with Grayson, I just want to know what Debbie put in the cooler. I don't care nothing about it. I mean, she's got cookies, Chick-fil-A sandwiches, all these. I gave like five pounds when we go on a fishing trip. Don't catch nothing, but I eat good. And see, me and Grayson sit up front, and I'm going, what's that over there? He's riding. What's that over there? And Jesse and Grayson Jr. did like that. What a difference one fishing trip can make. I talked to my buddy the other day. He said, you know, I, I always knew about God. But that day I knew God. And since then, we see his mom and dad are coming. He's coming. His wife's coming. His kids are coming. His grandparents are coming. What is that? Four generations? I had to get a, something like four or five generations of people hearing about Jesus from a little fishing trip. Isn't that something? I didn't hold him down like this and say, you got to walk the plank, brother. You gotta, you need Jesus. I don't even know what I said. We were just talking. We were just hanging out. But I noticed something. When he was baiting up stuff, he would come back and kind of lean in what we're saying. Lean in what we're saying. This is not a buddy thing. This is a God thing. Please hear that. Please hear that. Because God already knew about that day. God already knew about that. All right? But see, I'm not saying he didn't know the Lord before, but I know one thing. He knows him better today. And he's going to know him better tomorrow. Are you going to know him better today? Are you going to know him better tomorrow? I'm grateful for what God does. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Amen. So much more than what we see. It's so much more. Listening and doing. All right. That was just that was just the entree. Y'all ready to jump into it? We're going to get going now. Thank you guys for letting me share a little bit there. So the question comes up. Do you know God? Have you ever asked that to somebody? You'll be surprised what people will say. You really will. I'm telling you. And I, and I ask a lot of people that. You'll be surprised. They might say, oh, well, you know what? Um, uh, I go to church. I didn't ask you, did you go to church? I said, do you know Jesus? Do you know God? Uh, well, you know what? Uh, well, yeah. Well, who is he to you? You know? Uh, would he say, yeah, he's, he's the, the son of God? Or would he say, well, I, I know him. Or, or, or whatever like that. And I got to thinking about this. And I got another story. I'll make it fast. I promise. All right. I had a lot of little stories last night. Boy. Oh, we got plenty of time. Y'all are good. Some of y'all heard the story. But I went back to this. Because people say, hey, do you know the Lord? Uh, yeah, yeah, I read my Bible. I didn't ask you that. I said, do, do you know the Lord? Well, uh, I used to go to church, but I don't go anymore. I didn't ask you that. Do you know the Lord? Well, my mama does. I didn't ask you that. Back to the story. Several years ago, I went to meet with an evangelist guy and uh, to give me some inside scoop about reaching people for Christ and, and, and set it up. He'd been all over the world and everything. The man agreed to meet me at his house. He said, I'll tell you what, uh, come over to my house. I'll sit down and, and let's see what God's doing in your life. So I went all the way over to Norfolk. And while I was there, I talked to him. And very, it took a lot of time with me. And I really appreciate that. And, and when I was leaving, here comes the rain. Here comes the traffic. So I called a guy I work with. 
who's a believer in the Lord. And I said, hey, man, can you tell me how to get out of here? I got there's got to be another way to get down here. So he's on the phone and he's telling me to go the back way and see if you can go this way. And boom, right into all the traffic It's pouring down. And, you know, I, I've got a knack for blocking traffic. Amen. I just I don't know what happens it's like magnetic. I get out there and everybody stops and they go, you. Well, that night, that was me. I mean, there's tons of traffic. And it's raining, and I'm talking to my buddy. I go, oh, man, now I can't get, I thought I was going to be able to get through. I can't get through. And a police officer was out there having a really, really bad day. And he came over, boom, hit the side of my car. I don't know if he hit it. He did this. And he's like, what is your boop, the beep? And was going, boop, 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 boop. And my buddy's going, are you all right? What's up? I said, that's the police. He's going, what? And I'm going, I can't go nowhere. Get that car. Over there. And I'm going, I can't go nowhere. I'm, I'm sitting down in the seat lower and lower like he's not going to see me. I mean, this guy, I'm thinking, and he's probably got a gun. You know, he was having a bad day. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to show him some grace. I got over there. I'm just, I didn't get a ticket. All is good. Finally get home. That bugged my buddy. He said, I can't believe he talked to my friend like that. I pay taxes here. That ain't going to happen. I said, leave it alone. He said, Oh, no, I didn't leave me alone. Please leave me alone. He called me back. He said, you're going to get a call from his sergeant in just a little bit. I don't want a call from his sergeant, major, private. I don't want to talk to nobody. He said, you tell him what happened. I said, he said tell him. I cannot believe that. I heard it with my own ears. I can't believe that. Bling. Hey, Mr. Chapman. Yeah, I'm going to get a ticket for sure now. I just know. And he's going. And I said, I, you know, the guy's probably having a bad day. I said, but. You know, I said, and so I start talking about Jesus a little bit. I said, everybody has a bad day. I don't know how I would respond if I've been out there with a bunch of people blocking the road and getting rained on and lightning and everything else. But I said, man, you know what? Uh, I said, we just need to just just need to love them, just show them some grace. You know? I said, just I just I said, tell you what. And I know the guy sitting there thinking, that guy out of all the people, why did he cuss out the preacher? You know, this guy said, I can tell the guy's going, oh, yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, really? And he's looking at who's on what street and all that. Yeah. Okay. I'll talk to him and all this. Getting to my point. So I start sharing to him, sharing him about Jesus. And I asked him, I said, do you know him? And he said, my wife goes to church. I said, that's really good. I said, but do you know him? He says, my mother-in-law and my wife go every Sunday. Hey, do you know him? He said, evidently not as good as you do. <laughs> I said, well, I can tell you about him. And I got to share Jesus with the guy on the phone. He got all the pieces of the puzzle. And so, you know, through that, through some of the things you think are really bad, God can work it out. Amen. And, you know, I'm just praying that, you know what, today, if somebody asks me, you see, yeah, I know him. He's my Lord and Savior. You know, that's how God is always working all the time. When we agree with God and say, you know what, your word will not come back void. When we agree with God that, that, that His grace is greater than our sin, we start seeing things change. And that's what I want to share with you today. All right. Well, so this week, ask somebody, do you know God? Do you know Jesus? Ask them. See what you get. All right. Let's keep on going. What would you say? Now, this is good. We're going to take it home, right? We're going to apply it to our life. What would you say? Would you say, yeah, He's my Savior. Yeah, He's my Lord. He's my Redeemer. Or would you say, I go to church. What would you say? I want you to think about that today. That's right for us. Now, we said this a little while ago. Many 
only know about him. And I want to read what I wrote. I said, and what they do know about him may be incorrect. If they don't know him from his word, the chances are they have, they have the wrong understanding of him. And I believe as believers we can share about him, but we've always got to line it up with God's word or we're not painting the proper picture of who he is. Amen. You hear what I'm saying? That's what we really need to be looking at. Well, take a look at this. Many folks have the wrong impression about him. Come on. Most people, I know from me and some of my friends, I thought he was just up there waiting for me to mess up. I thought he was some big guy with maybe a long beard and just saying, thou shall not do that, buddy. I didn't understand about the love. But somebody came outside of the church and told me about God's love. Aren't you glad somebody told you, amen? Aren't you glad? And I got to thinking about that. Have you ever been falsely accused of anything? Man, that hurts, doesn't it? I mean, it really does. I'm sitting there thinking about it. Man, it, it just, it, it's just tough. And you say, man, I, I, that, uh. you know, you don't mind doing, doing the time if you did it. But it's bad when you didn't do it and they think you did it. Or somebody just takes a little piece of something you said and just whips it all out of proportion. Amen. Anytime it gets back, it's like, wow, that's not even in the context of saying it, anything like that. I believe that happens with God a lot of times. Now, he, he can take care of that, okay? But we want to represent him well. See? I had a, a young guy who used to work for me a long time ago, and I was telling him about Jesus. And, he, and, and what he wanted, he said, I'm just going to read the Bible from the cover to cover. And he started reading in the Old Testament, and that's great, and he's reading. And he got into all this hitting and killing and this and that. And all. He said, I thought he was a God of love. I said, keep reading. See? He, he, he didn't get to all the grace part. He didn't get all of it. And it all works together. Let me tell you, as we learn on Tuesday night, we see the old is, is reflecting what's coming in the new. They work together. It's all his story. And so a lot of times, we'll get a piece of something and run with it, but it's not the, the fullness of what God has. You want the fullness of God's word. You've got to keep the Bible open. Amen? So just think about that. I said, maybe somebody said something about you or ran it the wrong way and all that. It's hard on our heart. But think about this. God is good. You say, well, wait a minute. But you went through this and that. And you went through this and that. Yeah. And a lot of things that I go through, self-inflicted. Amen. Can God still bring good out of that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Does it hurt? Is it painful? And all those things? Yeah. There's some things we go through that we didn't have anything to do about. Is God still good? Absolutely. You know? So what I want us to see that, that God is good all the time. I want to hit this right here. God gave everything for you to know the truth. Amen? He gave everything for you to know the truth. And I wrote this down here. I said, can you imagine paying a huge fine for somebody and, and set them free from jail? And they were guilty. Amen? But you paid the price, right? And then later on they go, well, man, I appreciate you paying the fine, but I know you're mad at me. I appreciate you paying the fine. You probably really don't love me now. That would sound crazy, right? Because what you did, you did because you loved them. You did because you cared about them. You did to, to rescue them, right? But they're still living under the condemnation. Isn't that what we do to God? When we don't agree with God and, and say who we are, that's exactly what happens. That's just crazy. Can you imagine, you know, so I just did that in real time, like uh, paying a fine, Paying somebody's ticket because you care for them and everything else. They were guilty. Were we guilty? Absolutely. Did Jesus pay our fine? Absolutely. Did he do it? Why did he do it? Because he loves you. So if we know that and we get that down on our spirit, guess what? We need to act on that, remember? 
and say, you know what? When we miss it, we go, you know what? God loved me so much, he paid that price. He didn't go, well, uh, you know what? I got to put that ticket back on your record. He didn't do that, did he? Clean slate. When the gavel come down at Calvary and he said, it is finished, it's finished. Amen. That's good to know. I want you all to hear that and walk in that. So today I want us to see just how much it's important to know God, not just know about God. Everybody doing all right? Let's keep rolling. All right. Here we go. Now here's something else that the Lord will show me. Knowing God's love. How do you know God's love? Do you start to understand this thing? I said, you start to understand God's love when you know Jesus in a relationship. Remember, we're talking about knowing in the, in the sense of experiencing and receiving and having a relationship with God. Just like I was talking about when I called my friend, hey, I need you. Boom, he's there. Knowing, relationship. So it's all about a relationship. How do you know him? How do we know God's love? Because we experience through a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. What difference has it made in your life? I know everybody's got a story. I said, I would, I would challenge anyone to this. All right? I want you all to hear what I'm saying here real clear. I'm going to read it right what I wrote down here. If you feel like God's love doesn't make a difference in your life, I would have to believe that you don't really know God's love. You hear what I'm saying? If you say, well, God's love don't make any difference to me, I said, well, then you don't know the love of the, of the Savior. You've hardened your heart to that. We're always learning more about it, learning more about His grace, learning more about His forgiveness, learning more about His, His, His mercy. But I'm going to tell you what, if you think God didn't make a difference in your life, it's because you hadn't grabbed hold of it. Because it will do a life-changing effect. Amen? Here we go. Just like we said, God's love for you is life-changing. Can I get an amen there? When we experience the love and touch of the Savior, it changes our heart. It begins to change our views to His view. It begins to, to change our heart to His heart. And I pray that the Holy Spirit takes the rhythm of our hearts and sets them in sync with our Heavenly Father. I want to be in tune with what God's doing. And sometimes we can get out of sync. Things are going to happen, you know, and we can let that ruin our whole day. Let me tell you, I really want this to be the best for you guys and the best for the Lord and everything else. But I can't help it if the guitar breaks down. Right. So I, so I can go, oh, my goodness. I can say, man, God bless me with another guitar. Let's play that one. You see the difference? It's a big deal. It's like, well, that's all right. And if that one messes up, I'll get the spoons out and praise Jesus. I don't care. You know? But there was a long time in my life, man, if I messed up just a little bit, then I mess up a lot. Especially music. Man, I was so proud. I want that music to be perfect. And that's out in the world. How much more do I want it to be perfect here? And God says, it's okay. Do your best. I'll fix it. Do your best to keep on going. So I think really when these things happen, let's just look at ourselves and say, you know what? We're all human. Things happen. But how are we going to respond to those things make all the difference? So if I know God, I said, man, Lord, I, I, I sure wish that didn't happen. He said, that's all right. I still love you. That's all right. I can promise you that God don't love me just because I can play three chords on the guitar. Right? He loves us anyway. And that's what I want you to see today. Through our shortcomings, God still shines bright. It's life changing. Amen? Here we go. Do you know his forgiveness? So we're talking about knowing God's love. I, I pulled out some, some verses here. I want you to take a look at this. You might want to refer to these later. Daniel 9, 9 says, The Lord our God is merciful and forgiving. Ready for this? Even though we have rebelled against him. Every day I come into work. Different security guards here. Hey, bud, what's going on? Hey, you going? They call me the mobile preacher. The mobile preacher. Give us a word, mobile preacher. And there's one guy there. I said, Boom, I hit him with something. I said, what do you got? And he's told me this about three times now. He said, even though we have a rebellious spirit, Christ still loves me. 
I said, man, that's that verse. That's what it's saying. The reason I want to pull that out is because we think it's performance-based. I know we talk about that all the time, but evidently we need to because through the week I talk to people about it all the time, right? Do you ever talk to yourself about that? Well, I man, I just don't know. He says, you know what? Right there, even when we rebelled against him. While we were yet sinners, what did he do? Christ died for us. All right, let's keep on going. So here we go. Do you know you're secure? Can I get an amen there? Do you know you're secure? Now I want to look at that. Proverbs 3, 26, and there's many verses on this. I just wanted to pull in something, something that we hadn't used in a while. Uh, God's word is, has no expiration date on it. It's always fresh. It's always life changing, right? For the Lord shall be your confidence. He shall keep your foot from being caught in a trap. How many know the devil want to put your foot in a snare? He wants to trip you up. He wants to get a toe hold, an ankle hold, a, fo- a, a, a leg hold, all the way up to a choke hold on you. But you know what? God says, I got a plan. I want to remind us that we qualify in Christ, not in ourselves, not in our work, not in our service, but only through the perfect sacrifice of Christ. Amen. That's where we're going with this thing. That's who we are. He will keep you secure from the trap of the enemy. So I got a question for you. Will you agree with God? Will you agree with God? Do you know 100% you are secure in Christ because it will affect every avenue of your life? Every avenue of your life. You don't believe that? I'm going to break it down on a small scale. Find somebody, and it might even be us at times, that feels like a relationship is, is, is based on doing and giving and all that. They're going to be upside down. They're, going to be, they're, going to be, they're not going to have much peace in that. Because if it's based on that, I really, I, I thought about this last night. If I say I love you, and it's based on your uh, performance and what you do for me, do I really love you? Because that's not what I see what love is. You know, if you look at the, that's your homework. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It tells you what love is. Right? It doesn't say this. It said it never boasts, never hold no records of wrong. So is it love if I'm holding up school cards on it? Good question. Good question. I don't believe it is. Now, I know we love folks and everything else, but the God kind of love that he wants us to, to share in and the God kind of love that he wants us to, to pass on doesn't have no scorecards. It doesn't have a, a scale going, well, he's pretty good today. Oh, well, nah. I want you to see about the love of God. Amen. I had a couple of things in here. I said, you know what? That's what the enemy loves to do. He, he wants to make you feel insecure, insignificant, that you don't matter and you don't measure up. Or you've done too much that God couldn't save you. Now think about that. Let's just talk about it. It's not in the notes. Let's think about it. If we've done so bad that the blood of Christ couldn't save us, we really got a problem, right? But he says, I, I, I blotted out all your sin. Everything. I separated your sin as far as the east is to the west. Put it in the sea of forgetfulness, man. I want you guys to be set free by what God has done for you. But you've got to know it and you've got to act on it because that's what he's done for you. So, friends, today I pray that you not only get it in your head, but we get it in our hearts. Amen? That's what I want us to see today. Knowing God's love will set you free. Knowing God's love will, will just change everything in our life. Amen? Let's keep on rolling a little bit. This is really what I wanted to get to. I gave you a lot of little bite-sized pieces, but look at this. Knowing my value. I want you to know what God says about you, amen? Because it'll change everything in your life. It'll change the way you walk, the way you get up in the morning, the way you love your wife, the way you love your husband, the way you share with your friends and your family. It changes everything. What determines the value of something? Think about that. This is, this is what I got as I prayed. This is what, this is what I, I got. I believe what determines the value 
can be what somebody is willing to pay for. Amen? If I tell you this, this microphone is $99, and you say, well, it ain't worth $99 me, I don't even sing. Right? I'll give you five bucks for it. But see, if I know that's a really nice microphone, I know it's, it's a deal, I, I'm going to pay that and be glad, right? Because I see the value in that. Man, that's an SM58. That's, that's nice, right? When God looks at you, he says, you're a masterpiece. What did he do? He paid top dollar for you. He gave Jesus Christ, amen? You see what I'm getting at with that? I want you guys to take a look at it. God believed you and I were such value that Jesus laid down his life. He paid the ultimate price. He paid in full. He paid it with his life. And he paid it willingly. I want you to see that. He paid it willingly. They didn't go out there and get Jesus in the chicken wing and string him up, okay? That's not what happened. What happened when they come out there? Jesus went like this. Boom, he fell back. He gave himself as an offering for us. Why? Because you're worth it. Because he loves you. And he said, you know what? I'm going to do this because this is my plan. Because you are of great value. Everybody feeling valued so far? It's going to get better. My value changes day by day. Look what I said after that. Not. Do you believe that? You know, a lot of times we say, well, no, no, I don't really believe that. You know, I believe that God loves me, but. Right? We get that all the time. So take, take a look at this. You know, we say, well, surely he couldn't love me as much today because I really blew it yesterday. You see what I'm saying? Stop everything and look up here. We are not soft on sin, but we're big on grace. And God's grace is bigger than your sin. God's love is bigger than your mistakes. You hear what I'm saying? I want you to focus on the love of God because when we focus on the love of God and the grace of God, guess what? The sin stuff's going to go to the side because we're going to be in such awe of an amazing, loving God that gave everything for us and saw our value even while we were yet sinners. Just say, well, man, I'm not worried about that. I just want to reach out to Jesus. I just want to reach out to Jesus. That's what I want you to see today. God was just really speaking to my heart on here. I said, you know what, God really, God loves you without conditions. We talked a little bit about that. And that's, that's what the whole thing, unconditioned means without conditions. Can you get that down there? He said, buddy, you tell us this all the time. Maybe we need to hear it again. Because I know sometimes I need to be reminded. How many know it's good to have a friend that's plugged into the Lord, and when you're going through something, they could just whisper something you might have heard a hundred times, but you needed to hear it today. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As my brother in the back, we send each other some notes and stuff from time to time and encourage each other. And we put this on there. I-S-I. Anybody know what that stands for? We do. Iron sharpens iron. Because we know that I need to encourage him. He needs to encourage me. We're going to go back to God's word. He says, iron sharpens iron. I-S-I. Iron sharpens iron. That means something. That means, brother, I got your back. That means I don't care if your day is bad. God loves you and I do too. Let me tell you, a little ISI text every now and then is a really good thing and I appreciate them. Absolutely. Let's keep on rolling. All right. Get this on the canvas of your heart. You say, the canvas of your heart? What are you talking about? This is what the Lord was showing me. I said, allow the Lord to paint this picture on your heart. Yours is his masterpiece. Now the artist knows every stroke of the brush and he brings it alive. You ever see somebody do some painting? I just thought that was amazing. You know, I like doing music and stuff, but I, I really like when you see somebody's an artist. I went to a church uh, not too long, well, about a year ago. And while they were doing praise music, they had somebody do art. And while they were playing the music and praise, they did this amazing picture. In one of the pictures the young lady did, while they were, while they were playing, I thought, what is that? When it first starts out. 
You know? Really, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm looking. And when she finished, it was a huge hand. And in the palm of that hand was a person. God's hand is so big and his heart is so big, he could hold you in his palm and still have room for everybody else. Isn't that something? Now, that artist knew where she was going with that. She knew what she was going to do. Allow God to be the artist of your heart. Mold that. Rest in that. That's a beautiful picture of God's love. Amen. He is the one that's always grooming us for greater things. Man, I got heavy on the clicking, didn't I? Do you agree that God sees value in you just the way you are? Yes or no? Okay, we're going to go with the yes there. Okay? But see, sometimes we get slow to, slow to do I'm not picking on anybody. Well, hopefully, when we get our minds and hearts around, we say, yeah. That doesn't mean that we're, oh, who do I think I am? It's knowing who you are in Him. There's a big difference, amen? There's a big difference here. I want you to see that. So look at that. What are we saying? Do you agree that God sees value in you just the way you are? Just like that artist. He knows the finished product. He knows the whole thing. He knows the whole plan, amen? And that's what I want us to see today, that God has a big plan for our life. And I said, knowing this, God, that God loves you, He can bring your dreams from that sketch to the reality. You ever thought about that? Anybody got any big dreams in their life? Did you used to have some big dreams in your life? We can shoot a little bit higher. God's put something in your, in your life. And, and I don't mean, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire. Oh, I don't mean I'm going to do this or whatever. I don't know what God's put in. Maybe he said, you know what, I want to be well off so I can further the kingdom. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you, I think everybody has a little bit of a dream in their heart. I believe God whispers that to everybody. And one of the things I believe that, that's in, the, in that dream is we like to belong. We like to belong. And I'm going to tell you what. We belong in God's family. And if you don't think so, think about what he did to make it possible. He gave it all. Amen. Let's keep on going. I thought about this too. Stop trying to get the approval of man. You already have the approval of the Son of Man, Jesus Christ. There's no higher call. You ever seen anybody want, want everybody else's approval? I believe we want to do good. I believe we want to represent the Lord well. Amen. But you know what? As time goes by, I had to leave that behind because I can't please everybody. I can't please everybody. But you know what? I am and you are pleasing in the sight of God because of what Jesus Christ has done. You see where we're going with this? I want you to see your value. You say, yeah, you know, yesterday was a good day. I believe God loves me. But man, this morning, I can't believe he loves me. Wrong view. Wrong view. I want you to get the right view. I want you to know that the risen Savior loves you. I said, think about this. The creator of the universe knows your name, cares for you deeply, gave himself freely for you. You are approved, loved, forgiven, set in the family of God. But we've got to receive it by faith. We need to call on the name of Jesus, trust in the power of the risen Savior, and let us agree with God who reconciles us. When you reconcile something like a checkbook, it works out. It evens out, right? It's, it's, it's perfect, right, when we get it right. That's what Jesus did for you. That's what Jesus did for me. Our sins canceled out. What about next week? Already done. Already paid for. What about when I was 12? Already done. Already paid for. What about when I'm 108? Already done. Already paid for. That's how wide his hands reach out. Man, look at that great gift from God. Amen. Everybody doing good? I want to bring it home with this one little thing here. Agreeing with God. I said, you know what? If we would only believe what God says about us. Can y'all see this? I was going to use a $50 bill, but Denise wouldn't give me one, so I'll do it with 20. I'll tease it. 
I'm teasing. I'm going to have to give this back now. <laughs> so how much is this worth? I'm not talking about on the stock market. What, is the, what does it say? It says 20 bucks, right? 20 bucks. I got a $20 bill in my hand, all right? So how much is it worth now? I know Jeff did. He's a businessman. How about now? How about now? How about now? Yeah. How about now? <laughs> Jeff told me, he said, that's a stinking 20. It's still worth 20. <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? You ever get torn away, torn up inside? You ever get crumbled up by the things of the world? You ever get stomped on by stuff? But that $20 bill is still worth 20. How much are you worth? See what I'm saying? You guys are going to remember that. I don't know why. But you're going to remember that. Because that is the best illustration I could come up with. Because, again, I feel sometimes like I'm crumbling up. Sometimes I feel like my life just stinks. Sometimes I feel like, man, you really tore this up yourself, buddy. Look what you did. Look what you did. You know? And no, and then I want it in my hand like I'm going to fix it. I'm going to try to iron it all out. I'm going to try to get it all better. But it's still, I can't make it unripped. I can't make it whole. I'm trying. I said, put your heart in my hand and I'll make it whole. Put your faith in me. I'll make it whole. I don't care how much you've been stepped on. I don't care how much you've been lied on. I don't care how much you've lied. I don't care any of those things because I saw what you could be and what you're worth. Do you see your value today? Do you see what God says about you today? Even in the midst of the, of the bumps and bruises. You say, well, I can't do what I used to do. Unconditional love. Well, if I'd only not did that, God could use me. Let's see. Let's think about the guys in the Bible, the ladies in the Bible. Did he use David? Absolutely. Did David blow it? Yeah. Paul, the very guy when he was Saul, he was having the Christians persecuted. And, and God meets him and transforms his life. And, he, and God uses him through the power of the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to write most of the New Testament. What can he do in your life? If you just proceed and agree with God. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you. That you know what, through your word. That you know what, we need to look at that. And not walk away and, and, and forget what we look like. But to look into the depths of your truth and your word and your love and your mercy and your grace. And agree with God. That you know what, you're worth it. You're worth it, you're worth it, you're worth it, you're worth it. I want you to hear it. Why? Because God said so. So if you're here today and you say, you know what? But it finally makes sense to me. Praise God. And you say, you know, I just need Jesus. I'm going to ask you the question we had when we kicked the whole thing off. Do you know him? Not about him. That's great. But do you know him? If you're here today and you don't know him, I'm going to tell you how you know him. You call on the name of Jesus. You look into the word of God and let the word of God define who he is. And God says, I love you so much. I've taken every sin that you ever commit and I paid the price for it for you to come home to be reconciled to me. If that's you today and you need that, look right up here. I want to tell you, all you got to do is call on the name of the Lord. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I'm trusting you. Forgive me. 
He says, you know what? Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's something, friends, when you go and you visit hospitals and you go and you go when somebody's been in an accident and you go and there's things going on. It's, it's a tough spot. But let me tell you, all the difference in the world is knowing that they know Jesus. It's all the difference in the world. It's never too soon to know Jesus. I pray today is the day that you come to know him. You know what? You don't have to go on a fishing trip to know him. You don't have to go across the, 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 the whole United States to find him. He's right here, right now. Call on the name of Jesus. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap for what he's doing. Amen. Amen. Amen.